we talked last, last week, and this is something we kind of come around to, of what life is really made up of. And life is a continuous cycle of crisis. I'm going to write the whole sermon. Um, continuous cycle of crisis and process. How many of you know that's true? Okay, you fool yourself or you'll get disappointed if you only think life is just going to be hunky-dunky, everything just fine, everything just, just smooth. You're going to be disappointed probably before breakfast. Okay? Because on this planet, on this turf, not everything's just going to go smooth. But thank God for his promises and for his presence to help us in that. So the reality is life is really continuous cycle crisis. And then what we have to do is we have to process that. Some people are not good at processing. How many of you know somebody not good at processing? Don't look at them. Okay. And so it's important that we learn to do this. And we have big crisis. We have little crisis. We have a bunch of crisis. We have a bunch of little ones, whole tribe of them. You know, you got to you know, three big ones, two little ones, whatever it would be. And it, and it just kind of changes all the time. Listen to me. Do not be upset by that. I mean, it's not that we welcome crisis. We don't, we don't welcome crisis. I'm not looking for crisis. I'm not trying to create crisis. I'm not praying, Jesus, send me some crisis today. I don't want that. I want my, I want my path to be as smooth as, as it can. And the more that you and I learn to follow the spirit and follow the word of God, the smoother your path will be. How many of you do know we create a bunch of our own crisis? Well, for the rest of you, we create a bunch of our crisis. And so the more that we follow God, the better we're going to do with that. And then we process. Now, how we process and how we live, and again, this is kind of review here to where we're going. It's three different things, and it shows up in how we think, how we speak, and what we do or how we act. And so things that we, uh, and let me just say this, these, how you think, how you speak, how you act, what you do, those actually produce your outcomes. They give you outcomes. But we have outcomes, some outcomes we can control. If you do this, this, and this, you'll get this. Okay, you with me so far? And then sometimes you have outcomes you can't control. So it's like I did this and this and I got this. Um, and so we have those kind of things. How many of you know there are some things you wish you could control? Yes. You know, I wish I could control a whole lot of things as far as on the world stage. and But the way we process then the things we can control, that's a result. How we think, how we speak, how we act. And things we cannot control, get this now, it's important then how we respond to the things we can't control. Well, how do we respond to the things we can't control? It's going to show up in how we think, how we speak, and how we act. And so where we're zeroing in, zeroing in right, right uh, for these couple weeks in real life here is on how we speak. And you need to know that your words are powerful. Everybody say, my words are powerful. And they're very powerful. They're very powerful. And, and I, just, I just kind of feel prompted by the Spirit. Some of y'all have marital damage 
not so much by what has happened, but by the words that have been spoken. Some of y'all have marital health, not so much by what was done, but by the words that have been spoken. Some of you have self-image, self-worth problems because of words that have been spoken. And some of you have some real confidence in a healthy sense and are thriving in some areas because of words that were spoken. Y'all with me? And I don't want you to minimize this. This is huge. It's huge. And so for some of you, this is a reminder. Some of you, this is brand new. But for all of us, this is right now and very, very important. Hebrews 11.3, we won't read the whole verse right here, but it says the, the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds, I want you to think about that. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Worlds, get this, words frame worlds. Say it with me. Words frame worlds worlds and you're framing your world and we'll get to that in just a second in genesis chapter 1 14 times during creation it says either that god said or god called god said god called god said god called and at the end of all of that said then god looked at what he had created and you could say this he looked at what he said because he created everything how by his words Now look at this in Psalm 33, verse 6, and then in verse 9. Watch this carefully. By the word, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. That heavens right now is not, that's not the heavens, you know, where grandma is and, you know, the throne and streets of gold. This is talking about universes, sky, uh, worlds. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9, for he spoke, everybody say he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. And you say, yeah, but that's God. That's God, true. And you, you're never going to be able to create like God. And you're never be, going to be able to use your words like God. But Scripture is very clear and complete that he has given you and I the power of words. And we are accountable for our words, and we're responsible for our words. Okay? You with me? Um, In James chapter 3, verse 5, in the Message Bible, it says, A word out of your mouth. Whose mouth? A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. And that's reference to our words. Then in Proverbs 18, 21, big verse. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So, again, words frame worlds. Words frame worlds. And I want to ask you tonight, how are you framing your world? How are you framing your world? And let me just kind of drop in and do something here. Look at me. Listen to me for a moment. Don't let anybody else frame your world for you. Because they're going to make it too small and too dark 
You, you hear me? And a lot of us are still breaking out of our frame of words that people have said over us. You're dumb. You're not good at that. Look how gangly you are. You're so awkward. You're so slow. You don't get it, do you? You're ditzy. You know, we've had all these things and more. Hello? And here we are. How old are we? We're old. No, we're not. No, we're not. Our youth is being renewed. That's my, my confession. All right. But don't let other people frame your worlds. I'm going to tell you, you've had, you've had parents, you've had bullies, you've had neighbors, you've had coaches, you've had teachers, you've had strangers, you've had all kinds of people speak garbage about you, and it impacted you. Because words are powerful. It wasn't that you were so weak that you couldn't withstand the words. Words are powerful. And especially when you're a child. Especially when you're a child and people say things over you. You know, that, that'll kind of shape you up for a whole lot of things in your life. So I just want us to really get this attitude almost. And I'm not going to let anybody else frame my world for me. Amen. I want, I want to get that in the inside of you. Now, so if they're not going to, you're going to. And how are you framing your, word, your world? How, how do you frame a world? Tell them, Pastor Ron. Words. We've already talked about this. Your words. So you are framing the rest of your week. You're framing the rest of your life. You're framing a lot of things about your children, your life, your finances, your health, and so forth. How are you doing that? You're doing that by your words. You're doing that by your words. And so are your words dark and small and dingy and dismal? Or are they big and bright and beautiful and hopeful? And I think the people of God that have the living God living on the inside of them and working with them and helping them and then people that have a future and hope, I think they should talk big. I think they should talk bright. I think they should talk beautiful. I think they should talk hopeful. We should be the ray of light. Not pig pen on Charlie Brown. You know, with your little cloud of dust. And not Eeyore with Winnie the Pooh. Y'all hear me? Now forget the other guy. It'll never work. That guy. Let's don't be that guy, okay? Let's speak some good things. So, what are you saying? What are you speaking? Let me just probe a little bit, and then we're going to look at some powerful principles here. What are you saying? What are you speaking about your health? What are you speaking? What are you saying about your family, about your marriage, uh, about a concern you have, about our nation, about your finances? What are you saying? What are you saying about your neighborhood? What are you saying about your house? And uh, this is probably not comfortable for some of you. What are you saying? What are you saying? And don't answer. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, but we've got to look at this because you're framing things all the time. You're, you're setting that up. You know, oh, God almighty, it's Monday. I hate Mondays. Do you know how much I hate this? And what are you doing with your words? You're, just, you're bringing in the clouds. You're bringing in stuff. But you say, are words really that powerful? Words can't do everything, but words are one of the key things in the middle of it all. And, and I'll clarify some of that 
uh, toward the end of the message tonight. In uh, Proverbs 13, y'all still here or are you mad at me? Okay. I, don't, I really don't care if you're mad at me, really, because I'm just doing my job tonight. And uh, sometimes we get mad. You know, it's said this way, the truth will set you free, but sometimes it make you miserable first, okay? <laughs> Proverbs 13, verse 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. I read the other day, it said one of the best ways to save face is keep, keep the lower half closed. Okay, but he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three: whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. And I want to keep my soul from troubles. I said, I want to keep my soul from troubles. And I want to preserve my life. And so it has a lot to do with our words here. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 through verse 37. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Broad of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, that may be right away, well, that's me. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what? Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word, this is a non-productive word, even negative word, uh, men may speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. This is a pretty important thing. Now, Jesus said something, and I want us to sort this out a little bit. It says a good man, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Say, that's me. Okay. A good man out of the good treasure in his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth evil things. That's what I want to present to you tonight. Listen to this just for a moment. I think, as far as good treasure, evil treasure, I think this. I think we all have some, some of both. I do. I do. I think you do. I think if I followed you around for six and a half or seven minutes, and you didn't know I was there, you'd pull out some evil treasure. Hey, I've, I've walked up on some people before, Target, Walmart, Publix, or whatever, you know. And they're just with each other and with their kids. Hey, Pastor Tim. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but I'm not your cop, okay? I'm not your cop. But I think this. I'm just, the reality is, I think inside of me, now we're trying to change the ratio. But I think that a good man, listen to it again, a good man out of the good treasure brings forth good things. But an evil man, the thing that makes the good man good is he pulls out of the good treasure. And the evil man, what makes him evil is he's pulling out of the evil treasure. Now, where did the treasure come from? It's the things we kind of talked about 
the last couple of weeks on more than a book is things that got down into our heart. We've talked about this a bunch. It's things that got in through the ear gate, the eye gate, and so forth, and got down on the inside. And let me tell you something. If you're watching a movie, TV, or something, please be careful with all of that. And if somebody says something that you like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was going to happen, I think you need to react to it. And I've done this, my children will tell you. Somebody says something bad on TV or movie, what do I say? We don't say that. We don't say that. So what you immediately do is you react to it rather than just let it land on the precious soil of your heart and start to take root. Because you know what? You don't want that to grow. So I think you need to spray it on its way in. Well, you don't say that. I do it when I'm by myself. I don't say that. I don't say that. Because I don't want that on the inside. And the things that we get exposed to in entertainment and in real life, just all of those things. We've got to be careful because those get down on the inside of us. And so our words are going to reveal the ratio of good and bad. So what we want to do is, of course, increase the good treasure and reduce the evil treasure. I want to get to a place where we get there, not sure, but let's go for it. That while we're still alive, we have virtually no evil treasure. And I know some of you say, I have no evil treasure. Yeah, you do. You have some pride. And it just, you just, yeah, just spoke out of that. Uh, and some self-righteousness and so forth. But, you know, we want to, the ratio is revealed in how we speak. And so Jesus said, out of the abundance, the thing that is in abundance that's what's going to come out. And he says it brings forth. In the Greek, it means to fling. It's to be ejected. Uh, Vincent's uh, word study says it's to be like ejected as under pressure. And so it's like in the moment, that's going to be the real gauge of this, is in the moment. How many of you know in the moment you say some things? We say those things. Oh, I don't know where that came from. We do. Where did it come from? Out of your heart. Out of one of the little treasure boxes on the inside. You know, and it got, it flung. Here, here's a good principle for you. Never fling words. Never going to work if you fling words. Instead, intentionally. So everybody say on purpose. Intentionally, we want to take the time to reach in and get what we need to speak out of the good treasure. Okay, let's, let's develop this a little bit. James chapter 1, we won't turn there right now. It says this, be swift to hear, and then what does it say? Slow to speak, and then slow to wrath. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. So be slow to speak. Say it again. Be slow to speak. Now, don't worry about speed. Because we're not trying to fling words. Because when you fling words, not good. So heed the advice of Scripture. Be quick to hear. And they're like, did you hear what I say? I heard it. But be slow. Be slow to speak. And let me tell you what's going on as we're being slow to speak. Let me read you two verses out of the uh, Proverbs. And this is a huge principle that will save your life. Proverbs 16, verse 23. Everybody here? Proverbs 16, verse 23. The heart of the wise. Say, that's me. 
The heart of the wise, watch this carefully. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth. What teaches him? His heart. The heart of the who? The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Now look in Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the righteous, say that's me. The heart of the righteous, watch this, studies how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked does what? Just pours forth evil. Out of that evil treasure, here it comes. So the heart of the wise, watch this, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. And the heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. Here's the thing we need to do. This is why we've got to slow down as far as us responding and and get, get the difference here. It's always better to respond rather than to react. Okay? It's always better to respond. And we blow it all the time. All of us do. James even talked about if we could only not blow it with words, then we'd be able to do everything else okay. But that's the battle. This is a battle. That's why we're talking about real life here. And so what we do, we're just quick. We mouth off. How many of you have ever mouthed off? And don't practice mouthing off. Okay, you're in your car and nobody else is there. And somebody in traffic is like, oh yeah, well, uh, tell you. I used to have, and this is a long time ago, I was in college, I had a little thing on the dash and it had like four buttons and each of them made the sound of a weapon. <laughs> like a machine gun. <laughs> and then it had, you know, had all that. Some days that would be better than what you're saying. Ain't it true? We have those on sale in the cafe. <laughs> Buy two drinks, get one for a dollar. Be a good idea. Actually, we don't, so don't go ask them. So slow down, slow down, and here's what we do when we're slowing down. We're allowing our heart, think of the two verses I just read you. We're allowing our heart time to study how to answer and for our heart then to tell our mouth what to say. So you allow the time for your heart to do what? To study how to answer. It's not going to take long. Your heart's incredible. It's a wise and righteous heart. Take the time. And start your day by asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, really help me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleased and acceptable in your sight. O Lord God, my, my rock and my redeemer. You know, you want that every day. Commit your mouth to God every day. Lord, help me with this thing. Help me with this. And again, I'm going to go back to James. He said, if we could control this, we could control everything else. We'd be good at everything else if we could do this. So your life is going to improve just the more control we get over our mouth. You with me? So don't just fling forth words. Take the time and watch what's happening here. When I take the time to respond and not react, allow your heart the time to study how to answer, and to teach your mouth what to say. Do you know what you're doing at that point? Do you know what you're doing? You're actually reaching down into the good treasure of your heart. Because it's easy to get the, the bad treasure, the trash. That's easy to get. And what we're doing, we're taking the time to reach down, to dig down into the good treasure that's in your heart and bring it up. And I'm going to tell you, the more you expose yourself to the Word, 
The more that you give yourself to God, be filled with the Spirit, get yourself in church, the more that you do those things and endeavor to follow the Word, the greater the ratio will be of good treasure as opposed to evil treasure. You with me? And so, what are we going to do with our words? We're going we're to take our time with our words. We're going to take our time with our words so we can allow our heart to study how to answer. And it's quick. You know, I've got this one Bible study program, and I can search a word, and it's crazy. And it's a, if, if I had all the books actually in paper and ink form that are in this, this Bible program, the Logos Pro program, if I had it, it would fill up a U-Haul trailer. All those books. And it will search all those books. I'll look like for one word. And it's amazing because it, it will go search results. And it'll give you the, the time, the amount of time that it took. And usually it's like 0.38 seconds. Just like, boom. It's like, how does it do that? Well, if a compute, computer can do that, then a heart that is wise and righteous can search real quick. But it's the rest of us that we've got to slow down. Because how many of you know we always have a good comeback? Yes. You don't? I do. I always have a good comeback. You know, it's like, oh, yeah? Your mom is awesome. But what you got to do, you got to slow all that down. Allow the heart, that righteous, wise heart to search. To study how to answer, to teach your mouth what to say. And when that's going on, literally what you're doing is you're reaching down. You're digging down into the good treasure. And bring up out of that good treasure and bring that forth. Amen? Are you with me on that? All right. I want to go over to um, another idea real quick in the time that we have just to get you on it. And then we're, we're going to hit this again in future weeks here. In Psalm 34, let me read this to you quickly though. Psalm 34, verse 12 and 13. And I'm going to ask a question. I'll have you, the scripture asks a question. I'll have you respond. Who is the man, who's the person who desires life? And who loves many days that he may see good? Who is that? No. Is there anybody here that uh, (laughs) desires life? Anybody here desire life? Love many days? I'm looking for you. Wants to see good? Anybody here for that? Okay. Here's what you do. Verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. So guess what? Life Many days and good is directly connected by Scripture to your words. So let me start, uh, let me say again where we started. Your words matter. Your words are powerful. I said your words are powerful. Now, one of the things, and I'm just going to be gut level honest with you. We save a whole lot of time when we're honest with each other. And that is honest in love, okay? Ephesians says, speaking the truth in love. Love is the license to speak truth. One of the things that I think the Holy Spirit really used to prompt me to spend a number of weeks teaching on words is Alicia and I noticed that talking to a lot of people who are born again, who love God, even a bunch of them that attend Meadowbrook, their words, I could not believe their words. And I'm not talking about cursing and cussing. How many of you know that's a given? You shouldn't be doing that. But I'm free in Jesus. Oh, shush your mouth. Let no foul and polluted words come out of your mouth. Okay? But it just, it just is amazing 
the people talking over their, about their children, about their business, about the economy, about our nation, about the neighborhood, about, about whatever they're doing, uh, their, their doctor's report, their this, their that. It's like their mouth was just full of death, just full of evil treasure. I'll tell you what, our family's just blown apart, and man, we got no money, and this is bad, and I'm dying, and I'm going crazy too. And, and you know, we just, you know, just. And it's like, who are you? Have you never been here? And so I want to I introduce something to you for the next few minutes here and let you get a hold of us. Joel 3.10, it's one of the minor prophets. Uh, it just says this, and I want you to get a hold of this. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say it with me. Let the weak say, I am strong. So is that encouraging us to lie? No. It's... it's um, really a shortened form of staying on the right side of the butt. I'm weak, but I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And he helps me, he strengthens me and so forth. And so let the weak say, I am, I'm strong. Well, you say, well, I feel weird telling people that. It didn't say go tell people that. You know, you're not supposed to go, you know what? I got millions of dollars, all my bills are paid. I'm the coolest guy in town. You are not. Don't go tell people that. This is for you. You and God. This is you and people that are of like precious faith that are close to you. I've talked to people. I've ministered to people before. There's pain in their eyes. They're in a hospital bed. They're in a dire situation. And they look back and you can see they're even wobbly inside. And they'll say, I'm healed, and I'm whole, and I'm strong, and I have a future, and I have a hope. And I go, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I would rather faith rise up in somebody. I would rather, listen to me, I'd rather die in faith. I'd rather just die in faith than live in doubt and unbelief. Well, what if you say all this and then you go ahead and die? I'd rather just die in faith. Let me just, I'd rather do it in faith. I'd rather go out trusting God and declaring his goodness and his ability. Then just chime in the way people that don't have the spirit of God in them and don't have the word of God in them. It's easy to say, this is broken and this is messy. Anybody can do that. But you've got a power from heaven. You've got a power that's outflowing from the resurrection. You've got truth from the eternal word of God that you can put in your heart and you can put in your mouth. And it's not just to make you feel better for the moment. I'm telling you, words frame worlds. Romans 4.17, it talked about Abraham called those things which do not exist as though they did. The English Standard Version says you call into existence the things that do not exist. Let me just give you a little bit of idea on this and I'm going to wrap this up here in just a moment here. You need to talk to yourself too. You should talk to yourself and to your body and to situations. Talk to them. Do it in the shower. Do it in the car. Do it things... Some of y'all are looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm really not. Things respond to words. Jesus one time 
spoke to a fever. And the fever obeyed him. And I think you should just say better things than what you're saying over your life. I just made a little short list. I am healthy. I am energetic. I am happy. I'm full of life. My eyes see clearly. My heart is strong. My arteries are clear. My mind is keen and alert. I sleep good at night. My finances are plentiful. I have abundance and no lack. I have favor. My children serve God. Things will go well with my children. My wife likes me. And she loves me. There's peace in my home. And you go on and on. And where do you get this stuff? From God's Word. I said from God's Word. Well, that's not really what's going on. Let the weak say I'm strong. And you don't have to stand on the lunchroom table at work and do this. This is you. This is God. This is those that close to you like precious faith. They'll get it. They'll get it. And stop. Don't do vice versa. I'm so sick. I have no energy. I'm the saddest guy you'd ever know. Life is draining out of me. I can hardly see. Let me make sure my heart's still going. I'm so clogged up. I never sleep. I don't have anything. I'll never have anything. I mean, we could vice versa the whole thing. And let me make one clarifying point here. For me to say I am healthy, there, just, let's use that one just for example. For me to declare and to say I am healthy, there are other factors involved besides just my words. But my words better be involved. And don't you dare go around saying I am healthy. And you're smoking like a chimney. And you eat a gallon of ice cream every meal. And on your belt or in your purse, you got the five-pound Cheeto bag from Sam's Club, okay? (laughs) I'm healthy. You are not. Stop it. Repent. Okay? And you don't exercise and you worry and you do all those things. You know, there are other factors involved. Because some people drive that into the ditch and say, I have abundance and no lack. And, and then they're wasting money and they don't tithe and, and all those things. You, no, 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 no. You've got to cooperate with the whole deal. Amen. So if I'm going to say I'm healthy, I've got to say, God, show me how to be healthy too. And eat right and rest and forgive people and, and, and rest well, exercise, you know, do those things. Help God out a little. But don't do all the other stuff and then mess it up with your mouth. We mess stuff up with our mouth. I said we mess stuff up with our mouth. Let's stop doing that. And let's be the type of people that we reach down into the good treasure. And you might have to dig through some stuff to get into the good treasure. Take the time. Allow the righteous, wise heart that you have to study how to answer, to teach your mouth what to say, and pull that up and say it. And it is okay for you to stand in the face of your circumstances and let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the sad say, I am happy. Let the broke say, I am blessed. Whatever it would be, and let's turn this thing around, and it starts right 
here and get your words, get your words in your heart lined up. Pour the word of God into your heart and into your mind. And sometimes, listen to me, it is better for you to just cover your mouth, the Proverbs says. It's better for you to just cover your mouth. Proverbs also says this, sometimes if you're just quiet, people think you're really smart. So sometimes you're like, hmm. And they go, he's so wise. Didn't say a word. But I'd, I'd rather clam it up than mess it up. And so we're going to watch our words. And that's why I'm always saying things like this coming Sunday. It's going to be the greatest Sunday we've ever had. With fruit that remains. Dozens and dozens of people are con- going to come to the altar. Pastor, how do you know that? It's only Wednesday. Because that's what I'm praying. It's what I'm believing. It's what I'm declaring. And I'm giving God something to work with on that behalf. We've got a bunch more that we're going to talk about words. And I uh, trust that you got something at all out of this tonight. Did you tonight? All right. Good deal.